Welcome back to the Figure Forecast. I am one half of your hosts, King Damo, and I'm joined once again by Sammy Drip Drip. We're going to throw ourselves back a couple of weeks now and talk about Elimination Chamber. When's the money in the bank? No, that'll be in the future. You'll be a time traveller, which I'll be pretty impressed about, to be fair. Elimination Chamber, what is yeah. it, three weeks ago now? Four yeah, weeks ago? Know. we've been a little bit busy. Yeah. Uh, we've been getting quite engrossed in the road to WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. But, uh... Just before we run the intro, quickly, what were your thoughts? Give it a, give it a number out of, out of five. Number out of five, I'd probably give it a seven. I'd give it a seven. Seven out of five? Oh, seven. <laughs> <laughs> that was a listen. Roll, just let's just, let's just roll that in. <laughs> So I clearly thought it was a good show. Yeah, great, great show. Uh, I, I really enjoyed it. Even it's always one of those weird ones between Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. A lot of stories are just kind of plodding along, trying to get the pieces to fall into place. But pretty much all of the action, best I can remember now, really good. And it furthered storylines where it needed to be, and paid off some of them where we didn't quite expect them to be wrapped up. Yeah, we had a couple of good Elimination Chamber matches. Some really good spots. Yeah. The Montez Ford spot where he like sort of curled up into a ball at the top of the chamber and fell. And the Johnny Gargano one. Did he hurricane Rana Seth off the top? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's what happened, wasn't it? I wanted a frog splash up at the top of the pod, but at the same time, fair play to Montez Ford for not wanting to do that. Yeah. I certainly wouldn't want it either. Would have no. looked cool, but I'm not gonna no, grudge anyone who really doesn't cool, want to do it. To be fair to him. And we had someone go through a, a pod, didn't we? I remember someone going through a pod. I can't remember who it was. Ooh, trying to trying to think, looking over the name. Word. I feel like it was in a women's match. Was it not Bronson Reed? Could not go through a pod? I mean, he's the obvious one, isn't he? It has been a couple of weeks, so some of the finer details are a bit foggy. Yeah. But let, let's start at the, at the top of the card, the women's elimination chamber match. Yeah. Great, great one to start with uh, for a Raw Women's Championship match at WrestleMania. Uh huh. We kind of went into it. Expecting Asuka to win. I think we both predicted. I think Asuka. I picked Raquel Rodriguez actually. Oh, okay. Um, but sort of looking in hindsight, obviously it was the clear choice for Asuka. It was one where there was a couple of ways they could have gone. Yeah. So it, <clears throat> it's something that WWE have been doing oh, doing quite well with at the moment on their booking is that there might be an obvious choice, but there's also a couple of unobvious ones that could still happen, right? It wasn't impossible that Carol Rodriguez or someone like Liv Morgan yeah. could walk away with a win and go on to that match. But the favourite was uh, was Asuka, and she did pick up a, a win. And it's a match I, I'm, I wanted to see. The build has been not quite what I would have wanted, but I'm still I'm still looking forward to that match at Mania. I think it's going to be uh, one of the good ones. Uh, hopefully they're all good. But Yeah, I mean, the build's been crap. It, let's be 
frustrate about it. But then so was the build to Sasha against Bianca, if you remember yeah. that. And the match itself at Mania was probably one that stole the show. So as I guess a, we can hope as a wise, something similar happens. As a wise podcast host once said, if the matches are good, the yeah. show will be good. So. Exa exactly that, yeah, exactly that. But Asuka, yeah, definitely the right choice now looking back at it. For me, it was kind of an anyone but Natalia. <laughs> she was only in there for the Canadian type thing, wasn't she? Because it was in Montreal. But yeah. Yeah, it was, a, it was a solid match. And I think it was the match that opened the show. Yeah. Um, off the top of my head. So yeah, a good way to start the show. It's always a tricky spot, the show opener. But they normally give it to that like, kind of work rate match. Uh, but I suppose when you've got two of these big stipulation matches on a show, you've kind of got to open with one of them so that you've got enough time on the show for you to like, put it to the back of your mind and then enjoy the, the, the next one. And um, that was something that was done quite well here. I think it was the show overall was, pretty, was paced pretty well. Yeah. Uh, but a great match. Next match we had, it was short, less than five minutes. I guess we kind of expected that with two massive men. Uh, we had Lashley against Lesnar. I didn't hate the match at the time, <clears throat> but now looking back on it with a couple of weeks of post-Animation Chamber booking decisions, it feels very weird. So at the time I thought, oh, okay, ends in a DQ, uh, Bobby kind of looks strong because Brock's having to get himself disqualified so he doesn't lose, protects the hurt lock and uh, puts Brock in a bit of a weird back foot position, which you could build on to a Mania match. And on the night, that's what I thought they were going to do. And I thought we were going to get this cool dynamic of Brock being a... Have Brock Lesnar a bit on the back foot and a little bit unsure of himself. I thought it would be a really good show. It's obviously not what they decided to do as we've gone forward. And for me, that's going to bring the whole match down just because the payoff has been non-existent at the moment. Yeah, I kind of agree. I mean, Bobby Lashley has come out of the worst of this because his opponent has left the company now for WrestleMania. Who knows? No one knows what's happening. Yeah. And Lesnar's just got a showcase match, which I'm quite looking forward to. So we'll see. I mean, yeah. it, it happened. I don't really have many thoughts on it. I was a bit disappointed at the time. It was, it was an interesting talking point at the time, but now looking back, it kind of all feels like it's a little bit for nothing. Yeah, yeah. Now, next match that we had on the card was the Judgment Day, Balor and Ripley against Edge and Beth Phoenix. Now, I think we both predicted that the Judgment Day were going to win this match. Yeah. Whereas Edge and Phoenix won, which, I don't know, at the time I thought, why? Sure, surely the obvious winner here is the Judgment Day going into Mania with Rhea Ripley challenging for the title. But... I mean, it's worked out all right in hindsight. Yeah, I thought the match was really good. I was a bit confused by the booking. Uh, it's not hurt the Judgment Day, which no. I suppose is the best thing we can hope for. There. I still think Judgment Day should have won. I do. I think WWE has the problem of making wrestlers sometimes lose when they're going to win like a big match. Uh, you have it all the time with like the underdog just getting absolutely beaten down and they win the big match at the end and they seem to do it with everybody and um, so it was weird for them to kind of put that in this one with Rhea losing mm. hopefully it does mean she go, who go on to win at Mania but fingers crossed the match was the match was really good for a uh, a mixed tag match which in WWE are oftentimes a bit of a letdown yeah but, I mean in the weeks after it's led into the males story hasn't it so Edge yeah. against Finn Balor at Mania now in Hell in a Cell which I guess if Finn Balor wins that 
the payoff we were. Yeah, in exactly. Here. Balor would never accept a Hell in a Cell match. He's already beaten Edge. Yeah. So, you know, these things happen. So, I, I thought it was one of the better matches on the night, actually, and a lot better than I thought it would be. Because I'm not a massive fan of Beth Phoenix. I think <laughs> she's really boring and she does stupid faces. Uh, but, yeah. Hey. This, her partnership on screen with Edge is led to some weird choices obviously they've got chemistry because they're married but it doesn't seem to translate very well in WWE really don't have good recent history of doing real life couples because they did Seth Rollins and Becky if you remember yeah it didn't come across Corbin and Lacey Evans it was terrible it's almost like they were two strangers that hated each other yeah men's elimination chamber yeah US title on the line Austin Theory retained. We went into this and I said it's one of those matches where feasibly anyone could have won it. There was a storyline you could have pulled from any victor. Um, obviously it all depends what they had going on behind the scenes. And we, we saw that play out because we've, we now know the two matches they were building to was Seth Rollins and Logan Paul and Austin Theory and John Cena. So Two great matches for Mania. Yeah, two, two brilliant, brilliant matches for Mania. Really big Mania matches and this set that up well. Austin Theory put on a great performance. They all did. Yeah. Um, but having uh, the it was the kind of injury scare to Montez Ford, wasn't it? And yeah, that was it. Allowing Logan Paul to come in, hit a couple of moves on Seth and cost him the the title. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect little bit of like, heelish yeah. dickery. Um. <laughs> and it gives Austin Theory the confidence. He's just won Elimination Chamber, challenges John Cena to a match. Yeah. So, perfect booking, uh, good match. Some great spots, like we mentioned earlier. It's it's definitely one of those where it's like you've got to let it play out. Yeah. Like, at the time, it might be like, why are you having that? But you let it play out yeah. a couple of weeks, you see where the piece is falling, and it all makes sense. Two of the better Elimination Chambers that I've seen in recent times, I think. They seem to be quite hit or miss at the moment, but uh, they were both hit yeah. with this one. The triple uh, finisher to eliminate Bronson Reed, which I did call. Yes, you did. It. you did. Almost got it perfectly accurate. I just couldn't remember what Johnny Gargano's finisher was. Uh, but keeps him strong as well. It does. So it does. No one really looked bad coming out of this match, which is just about everything you can hope for. Main event time. The one we were all waiting for. Roman Reigns against Sami Zayn in Montreal. Yeah. The reaction that Sami got when he came out was incredible, as expected. And it was a great match. It was. There was that little bit of belief that really started to build through it. They really um, sold it to you, didn't they? Like, you, you generally thought, oh, what if? What if? And it, it was good while it lasted. It's not quite as much belief as there was for us in, uh, or at least for me, in... Uh, Cardiff, but it's had that I never same, believed it had that same vibe of just maybe mm. obviously a little bit less being so close to Mania, but there was always that that chance, and I think a lot of us were still hoping for the two night two titles or the triple threat at Mania, which unfortunately we're not getting. But as a pretty good consolation prize, we are getting uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens versus the Usos by yeah. the look of things. Yeah. I mean, it was a great match, as I yeah. mentioned, and then we got the shenanigans kind of towards the end of the match, wasn't it? Yeah. Led into Sammy um, being his own downfall in a way, Yeah. getting distracted and losing. But, I mean, we've mentioned it before and it's a million other people have. I think it's got to be the best WWE story in my lifetime Yeah. That I've been watching WWE. It's definitely got to be, be up there for most 
engaging, especially especially over the post uh, social media era. Mm. Um, there might be some storylines that individually stand out more from certain times. Uh, I remember as a teenager, I can't remember how old I've been, but getting really invested in the Randy Orton Triple H. WrestleMania storyline, the home invasion, home invasion, Randy just attacking <laughs> all of the McMahons. I thought that storyline was so good at the time. This is better, but obviously that one's got the nostalgia little little part for me. But yeah, it's undoubtedly this is the best thing WWE have done in a long time, and it's getting two big matches at Mania. Uh, there's going to be it's going to carry on post Mania. There's obviously going to be fallout from it which could potentially lead all the way into next Mania. And this was another great chapter in it on, on, the, on the night. Um, even our, our friend who's just started getting into wrestling was uh, getting invested. He's in invested, it, so. wasn't he? Yeah. And he, he hasn't seen the whole story throughout it. So, I mean, as a whole, obviously a very good pay-per-view, a seven out of five pay-per-view. So it's up there, man. It's yeah. I, there. I think the, the energy from the main event, you know, really helps carry yeah, uh, sure. the show. But although the in-ring action was great in every match, I think without the main event being where it was, it wouldn't kind of have the same feel to the show. But that's really like ev- elevating WWE at the moment is how, especially the pay-per-views or PLEs, yeah. uh, how invested we are in this main event story really tiding it over. So to finish up, what would you rank it out of five? I would... Probably say three and a half to four. I think you could be might be might be being a little bit generous to give it a four, but I think so. But um, is uh, I always think with being here in the UK, if you get to five o'clock in the morning <laughs> and you don't feel like you wasted your night, it's a good show. Yeah, and it's been a, it's been quite a while since we've had one of those where I wish I didn't stay up to watch it, and they've all been hit so far. So glad they moved to Saturdays. Yes, um, a million times. Makes yes. it a lot easier. And long may this run of hits uh, continue from WWE, is all I'll say. Well, there we have it. That's our Elimination Chamber review thoughts on the show. Yeah, uh, sorry about any technical issues throughout. Well, hopefully, we've been able to get everything fixed and working. And hopefully, by the time we get around to our Mania shows, we'll have uh, everything up and running smoothly again. Touch wood. But anyway, that's the show. Um, on to WrestleMania and over to Damien with the socials. Thank you very much for listening and apologies once again for any audio issues in this episode. To follow us, you, to keep up with everything Figure Forecast, you can follow us on Twitter at Figure4UK, on Facebook by searching the Figure Forecast, and on YouTube by searching Figure Forecast. Look forward to speaking to you soon. <laughs>